Gavaldik, we're starting a brand new parak. Parak Dalid, the fourth and final parak of Mesechas Tainis. We're on Dabchav Vav, Omud Aleph, 26a, and we pick up from the Mishnah. And the first thing I got to warn you is this Mishnah, in the beginning of the fourth parak, is going to continue the theme that we found in the beginning of previous parakim, where this Mishnah is going to go all the way to the middle of Omud Bez. All right, so three quarters of today's daf is going to be um, the first Mishnah of the fourth parak of Tainus. So that's the first thing, uh, just a little heads up so you have a preview of what we're getting into. All right, so here we go. This is also the only mission in the parak. So this is all the Mishnahis in our parak, and the Gemaras till the end of the Masechta are going to continue. So let's get going. Says the Mishnah. On Dab Chav Vav Amud Aleph 26a Bishleisha Prokem Bashana. There was three times during the year, Kaihanim Naisim Eskapeim Arbaa Pa'amim Bayayim, that the Kaihanim would duchin, as we call it, they would give the Birchas Kayanim to the congregation four times a day. All right? So again, there's three times during the year where the Kaihanim got up to duchin within a one day period four times. B'shachris, b'mosuf, b'mincha, uvene'ilas she'arim. And at the closing of the gates, we're particularly um, uh, familiar with ne'ilas she'arim when it comes to Yom Kippur, but as we're going to see, they would say ne'ila on public fast days. B'tainiyais, b'amodais, u'b'yamekipur. All right, what are the three prakim that they say it? General tainus, by ma'amodais, which the Mishra will soon explain is referring to the times when we know the Kahanim were divided up into various mishmaris, various watches to work in the Beis HaMikdash. And along with them, they had Mahmudais, they had Klal Yisrael as well, was split up into groups. And we're going to explain exactly how these Mahmudais worked later on and on Yom Kippur. Period. Okay? So, clear. What do we say so far? There's three different times where you'll find Kahanam Duchening four times a day. Public fast, Amaymid, and Yom Kippur. Elohim Mamodis. These are the Mamodis. The Fishanamar Tavis Mezos Garbani Lachni, because there's Allah which says that command Klay Yisrael to bring the Karban Tamid. There's a halakha which is that you can't have a sacrifice brought for you if you're not there. Therefore, his kidu neviim reishonim mesem avav mashmaris. There are the neviim who established that the kahanim should be divided into twenty-four mishmaris. I'll call mishmaru mishmar for each group of kahanim that go to work in the base hamikdash. Hayu maimid biyerushalayim shal kahanim biyerushalayim shal kahanim shal levim mishal yisraelim. They would stand in Yerushalayim with the kahanim. They would also have kahanim levim and yisraelim. Why? This way, the kahanim whose turn it was to work had Klau Yisrael, who they were offering it on their behalf of, standing there. Because of this halacha, that if whenever a Kohen brought a sacrifice, the owner of the sacrifice had to be there. Every time the Kohen in the Mishmar brought a Karban Atomid, every member, every member of Klau Yisrael needed a representative, a Kohen Levi in Yisrael, there um, to be there at the time of the Karban. Now, Higiyazman ha Mishmar Lalais. It came time for the Mishmar, the Kahanim working in the base of Mikdash to go up. Kahanim Vi and Vailin Rishalayim. The Kahanim Vi went up 
to Yerushalayim, Yisrael, Shabbosay, Mishmar, Miskansen, Lareim, and the Yisraelim, who were part of that group, they would get together in their shuls, the Kairin, the Maisa Bereshis, and they would read from the Torah, Maisa Bereshis. Okay? And we'll explain later on why particularly this part of the Torah. Okay. So far, we have when we dochen four times, and we started explaining what a Maimid is. A Maimid is a group of Kehanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim who were not part of doing the Avait in the Beis HaMikdash, but they were set aside to be the representatives of Kal Yisrael at the time that the Avaidah was done in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, listen to what these Yisraelim who were gathering in the shuls, listen to how they spent their day. We learned that they read from the Torah. They would also fast. Now, they didn't fast because they were sad. They fasted to help them focus on their Avaidah Sashem. Four days out of the week, they fasted. Which four days? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They did not fast on Friday, due to respect for Shabbos. You got to come into Shabbos in your usual fashion. They also didn't fast on Sunday because of health. So you shouldn't leave a day of Shabbos, a day of rest, and eating a lot of food, the Agia, the Tainis to a lot of work and fasting via Musu, and via Musu literally means and to die, but over here, uh, the Mepharshim explained, to make your body weak, okay? So, so far, what we've just added to these Mamadais, they're gathering in Shul, they're reading from Bereshis, and they're fasting Monday through Thursday. Let's keep going. B'yayim Arishayim, on the first day of the week, Bereshis v'yihirakia. They would read from the beginning of Bereshis Barlikim until v'yihirakia. And there should be a separation between the upper and the lower. Bishani on the second day of the week. Yihirakia v'yikavu amayim. They read from yihirakia, a separation between the upper and lower. And then we said, let the waters be gathered into various oceans. Bishlishi on Tuesday, from the water turning into ocean, to the, uh, we're now to the fourth day, right? To the sun and the stars and the moon, everything in the heavens. On Wednesday, they would read from the Ma'iris, and also the, those that uh, live in the water. The vegetation. Bishishi, and on Friday, what would they read? Vatoitze ha'aret, the earth uh, gave forth, and vayachulu hashamayim through Shabbos. Okay. Parsha gedal karnas ha'bishnayim v'ketana biyachin. Now, every day of the Maimed, the Parsha gedala, the longer Parsha, we'll explain what this means, was karanaisa bishnayim. It was read by two people. And the shorter parsha was read by the Yachid. Okay, what does this mean? That the, um, the, uh, um, there are various psukim for the, 
you know, for example, Monday and Thursday, the minig is to read from the first psukim of the Torah, right? So whichever psukim were read on Sunday, they would take that and split it up. And you'd have two people read from the longer part of the Kriya, and one person read from the shorter part of the Kriya. So what do you see from here? That they had aliyahs. They had three aliyahs to the Torah on each of these mornings. We read Torah Monday and Thursday. They would read from the Torah each morning. Okay. Two people would read the longer, and then one person read the shorter. B'shachris b'mosuf. They did this for Shachris and Mosuf. U'b'mincha, but when it came time for Mincha, nechnasim v'karim apim. They would go in, and they wouldn't call up to the Torah. They would read by themselves, k'karin as Shema, like somebody who reads Kriya Shema. Yeah, we don't call people up to the Torah. Everybody says the Shema on their own. Arab Shabbos, b'mincha, and Friday at Mincha, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go in. Why? Because they needed to get ready for Shabbos. Yeah, get ready, kind of transition. It's a very, uh, very important message over here. And this is something that, for a pair, that uh, possibly just say, maybe because we're Americans, I don't know, but we're used to working Monday through Friday, that perhaps we've lost out on something called Arab Shabbos. We're familiar with Shabbos. But how many people have an Arab Shabbos in their life, right? We have Friday, you go to work. Uh, the mission is letting us know there's, there's a time needed on Arab Shabbos to allow ourselves to transition from weekday mode to Shabbos mode and not to go running into Shabbos without even like noticing that transition. It needs preparation. It needs Arab Shabbos. It needs time to prepare Says the Mishnah, beautiful. Even though the people of the Maimed would gather in Shul and they would daven and they would fast, guess what? If we ever said Halal during their week, it's Hanukkah. So then, ain't Maimed B'Shachris. There was no Maimed B'Shachris. They wouldn't get together. Okay? Why? Rashi says, because it would take too long. It would take too long. Everybody's busy, yeah, saying how. They're not rushing through how. They're taking their time. So you can't do both. Can't fit both in without feeling rushed. So you just stick with the how. Carbon Musaf, Ain Bin'ila. Every time you have a carbon Musaf, so we would leave out the Maimid during Ne'ila. Carbon Aitzim ain't mincha. Whenever they would bring the carbon Aitzim, there was no mincha. Okay, what's the carbon eitzim? We knew that there were various times they needed to replenish the wood. The wood was the fuel for the base amikdash. It was incredibly important to stock up on the wood. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to bring carbonus and burn the carbonus, the katayra, so on and so forth. And when they would bring it, this was a, a very uh, special day. Whenever there's a mosof, we wouldn't do any of the, of, of the special tefillahs and gatherings of the Maimed by Mincha, Karban Eitzim, Ein B'Ne'ila. By the Karban Eitzim, then we'd leave out the Maimed of Ne'ila and Chazar Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva agreed, Li'ay Shayna Kibben Azai, and he agreed with the opinion of Ben Azai, who quoted Rabbi Yeshua to say that by Karban Musaf you cancel the Mincha, and by Karban Eitzim you cancel the Ne'ila. Okay, now. Zuman Atzei Kayhanim Baha'om Tisha. Listen to this. These special days when the wood slash fuel was replenished in the base on Mikdash, 
This took place nine times during the year. On the first day of Nisan, it was the schos, the merit of the Bnei Arach ben Yehuda. The family of Arach from Shevet Yehuda. They were the ones who had the special schos to donate the wood. Be'esrim betamuz, b'nei David ben Yehuda. On 20th of Thomas, it was the family of David. Rashi says, David HaMelech. David HaMelech's mishpacha was zaycha. Be'chamisha ba'av, on the 5th day of, b'nei Paraish ben Yehuda. It was Paraish from Shebet Yehuda. Yeah? So far, we are uh, three for three for Shebet Yehuda. You know what I mean? V'shiva on the 7th day, b'nei Yainadav ben Rechav, Back to Shevet Yehuda. And along with the bring of the wood, they would bring Kahanam and Levim. And anybody who wasn't sure whether he was from that Mishpacha, they weren't sure, uh, you know, which exactly what their Yichus was. They suspected it was part of the Yichus. They weren't sure. So... Would go along with them. Would go along with the um, with the family of Zotu. And the family of the Gainve Eli and the Bnei Kaitsei Kitsiyas. Those who would cut figs. All right. So they also would be zeichet to bring the wood. B'nei Pachas Mayav ben Yehuda on the 20th day of the month. Now we're dealing with Av. It was Pachas of Mayav. Be'esrim be'el b'nei Adam ben Yehuda on the 20th of El was Adam ben Yehuda. Be'echad b'teves Shavu b'nei Paraish Shni on the first day of Teves. So we went back to the family of Paraish. They were Zaycha to do this the second time. Be'echad b'teves toi hai b'maimid on Rishchidosh Teves. There was no Maimid. Shayabai Halal the Karban Musaf the Karban Eitzim. Davening was long enough. There was a, there was Halal, there was a Karban Musaf, and the and the uh, wood offering. So therefore, we would cancel the Maimed. And the Gemara is going to get into um, what we just read and the circumstances surrounding these families and these particular dates, right? Because if you notice, some of these dates are a lot more spread out and sensible as to why we needed time to replenish the wood. And other days seem to be just within a couple days of each other. All right? So the Gemara is going to explain all this. Very good. Says the Gemara, there's five things that took place to Klal Yisrael on the 17th day of Tammuz. And also five things that happened to Klal Yisrael on Tisha B'av. Now we're going to list them. On the 17th day of Tammuz. What happened? We now turn to the top of Chavav Amabez. The first set of Luchais were broken by Moshe Rabbeinu's decision, which ultimately Akadish Baruch who said, Yashakaychacha, what you did was correct. But it symbolized that uh, it's not good times for Kal Yisrael, right? It came about, even though it was necessary to happen, it came about through the Chatego. The sin of the golden calf. And the Karbanatomid stopped. Yiddish? Until that day, until the day that the Karbanatomid stopped, the, the Mizbeach always had daily animals on it. But once you break this Timidius, this consecutive 
a street that's needed for the Mizbeach, we need to recognize this. And this is on Shivas Batam. Bukvoir, the walls of Yushlaim was breached with Saraf Aphusmas at the Torah. Aphusmas also burnt the Torah. This was a, a, a Torah brought back by, or, or not brought back, written, also brought back, but written by Ezra Seifer, very authentic Torah. Bamid Selim Bahechel, and they placed the Selim in the Hechel, right? In Navay Dezara. And Betishubav, Nigzal Abisenish Leikonsul Aretz, it was decreed that we're not going to enter Eretz Yisrael when we accepted the Lashon Hara of the Maraglim on Tishubav. The Charav Abayas, Brishon Bishnia, first and second Bate Mikdash were destroyed. The Nilka the Betar, Betar was conquered as well. Okay, Betar was like, became like the new center of Tyrus. It was considered like another destruction. The Nechreva Ha'ir, and Yerushalayim was Nechreva. Now Nechreva, the Nechresha, I'm sorry, I didn't read that correct. Yerushalayim was Nechresha, it was Harash, plowed over. Meaning, it, was, it had been destroyed, but it was plowed over to a point where there was no remnant of it noticeable. Yishenich Av Mematen Besimcha, and therefore says the Mishnah, once Av starts, mematen besimcha, we limit the simcha. Very important expression. Because you see from here that even during the most difficult eras and months that we have, it's important for a yid to have simcha. We need to have simcha. But we need to be memayet besimcha. It has to be limited during specific times of the year. Particularly, what are we saying? When Av comes, don't say stop being happy. But it means the happiness needs to be limited. Now that we explained that once Av starts, now we're going to get into further halachas of limiting the simcha. Any week that Tisha falls out inside of it, we do not take haircuts or do laundry. Um, however, let's say um, uh, Tisha uh, falls out on a Friday, you're allowed to do laundry on Thursday before Tisha in order to have clean clothes and be prepared for Shabbos. Erev Tisha Erev Tisha on Erev Tisha a person should not eat two cooked foods. Okay, you should only have uh, one cooked dish. Um, you don't eat meat or drink wine. He says, all you got to do is make some sort of change. He doesn't fully agree with everything he's saying. We'll see soon what he means. But he says, you got to just change things around. But he's not agreeing with the, the, you know, the whole idea of the meat, the wine, the cooked foods. If Yehuda would say, you got to turn your bed over, meaning you're not allowed to sleep in a comfortable position. But the Chachamim did not agree with him. Okay. And Bez Hashem, the Gemara is going to get into each and every part of, of uh, what we just learned and spend some time on it. Beginning of Av, we got to be Maya Pesimcha. Tisha B'Av, Maya Pesimcha. The whole month of Av, Maya Pesimcha. However, there's one special day in the month of Av, the 15th day of Av. It was such a happy day. You know how happy it was? It was like Yom Kippur. 
The 15th day of Av is such a happy day, it's like Yom Kippur. <laughs> what do you mean? The young ladies of Yerushalayim would go out in borrowed clothing. Love on white borrowed clothing. They'd look fresh and pure. Okay? Why would they wear borrowed clothing? Be- to remind themselves that it's not about what you have. It's about what you share with others. Therefore, no one's embarrassed. If I have Gashmias, does HaKadosh Baruch Hu allow us to have Gashmias? Yeah. But Gashmias is not meant to be used to become selfish. Gashmias is meant to use for the right purposes, for the right reasons. So they would lend their garments to each other. This way no one's embarrassed. It's a happy day. It's a day where we're recognizing it's not about the Gashmias. It's not about the physical things. And these young ladies would go out. Kol HaKelem Tunan Tvila. And all the kalim that they wore on that day, ta'an tvila, it needed to be put into a mikvah uh, afterwards. Why? Rashi says, because they wanted to make sure, back then they would need to be inc- extremely careful with the laws of nida, because they had, they had taris, things that were forbidden to become impure. So when you lend it out to somebody, you don't know what state they're in, and uh, whether they're in a state of purity or impurity. And therefore, afterwards, everything was brought to the mikvah. And the young ladies would go out and they would dance, dance in the vineyards. And what would they say? Young men, pick up your eyes. And make sure you know what you're choosing. Everything in life, you got to choose right. This is not about outer beauty. Look at the family. It is. What do you mean look at the family? What does look at the family mean? Look at who we truly are. Look at who we truly are. You want to know who somebody is? It's not by the way that a community treats a person. It's the way that a person acts behind closed doors with their family. The way we act with our family is how we know who we truly are. It's a lot easier to be nice to people outside your home than inside your home. So if a person's a mensch when they show up in shul, but they're disrespectful to their, to their spouse or to their children, to their parents, within, behind closed doors when nobody's watching, so it doesn't say who it is. They, they're telling the young men, know what you're choosing. Shekhar achein vehevel Chain is false. And outer beauty is hevel, is vain. Who do we praise? A woman who has fear of Hashem. That's the only thing we could ultimately choose, is Yirat Hashem. The Oymer Tenula, Mi Priya Deha, give her from the fruits of her hand, the Hallelujah, and praise her, Basha'ara Maseha. They will praise her deeds in the gates. And similarly, it says, Go and look, the daughters of Tia in on King Shlaina Batara Shitchlaimai with the crown that his mother gave him Biyam Khus Biyam Khasun Toy Biyam Simchaslibai on the day of his wedding and the day that his heart was gladdened. What does it mean? The day of his wedding and the day his heart was gladdened. Biyam Khatun Toy Zamatan Taira. It's referring to the day of Matan Taira. What's Matan Taira? says Rashi. Yom Kippur. Yeah? On Yom Kippur we become the Khasan. Ubiyam Simchas Libai is a binyan beis hamikdash. She bana b'mehira b'yamenu. 
may it be rebuilt speedily in our days. Okay, fascinating Mishnah, and as we go through the Gemara, we're going to come out with some fascinating and beautiful limudim as we go through each and every step. So let's go, says the Gemara. Let's go through the first thing that the Mishnah taught us, and that was, There were three times during the year the Kahanim would go, and Duchen four times a day. Says the Gemara. Okay. What were the three times during the year? We said, by a Tainus, by a Mosef, and Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, one second. One second. They Duchen four times a day, we're saying. Shachris, Mosef. Mincha, Neila. You say Mosef by a Maimed? You say Mosef on a Tainus? Says the Gemara, Ksuri, Maxer, Vachidani. Every time we dive in, and one of these times it happens to be four times a day. When is that? When these are the three times during the year where you're going to Duchen at every single Tfilah, period. Got it? Clear? What are we explaining? They actually did not have Musuf by a Maimid and by a Tainus. So there's actually only once a year where the Kahanim Duchen four times a day. But by a Maimid and a Tainus, they Duchen three times, but it's at every Tfil. Any other time during the year, Kahanim don't Duchen at every Daven. They're only going to Duchen once at one particular Tfil. The town of our Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. disagree, and they say that by Shachros and Musuf you have Niilas Kapayim. They Duchen Mincha Niila Imbam Nesias Kapayim, but by Mincha Niila they did not Duchen. Okay, they're not the Chum. Where do you find Chachamim who say? That there's not going to be any sort of of um, duchening by mincha and neila of yom kippur. Man chacham says Gemara to Rabbi Yehuda. The chacham Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya we learned in the Brisa. Shachrasu musaf mincha neila. Kulam yeshvem nesias kapayim. Dev Rameir Rameir holds all four tefilos. The kahanim get up and start duchening. But Rabbi Yehuda Imer no. Shachrasu musaf yeshvem nesias kapayim. Mincha neila imbem nesias kapayim. So this is not like our Mishnah. Okay. Rebbe says, there's Yuduchin by Shachris, Musuf, and Neila, not by Mincha. So he's also not the opinion of our Mishnah. Because again, our Mishnah is of the opinion that on Yom Kippur, you're going to Duchin at all four Tfilas. That is only Reb Meir. Nacham say, you're, not gonna, you're only going to do two. Reisha says three. So they're both not our Mishnah. The Michael Mifigi, what's this Machlaikas based on? Rameir so Rameir says, call Yuma Taima Mai of the entire day. What's the reason? Why every day. I'm sorry, not the entire day. What's the reason why every day Kaihanim do not duchin at Mincha? Okay? Now what do you mean every day? So we know that Sephardim, they duchin every day, you know, even outside Eretz Row. In Eretz Row, they have Birchas Kayanim in the morning. Okay? It says, what's the reason why, let's say in Eretz Yisrael, they have duchening every morning? Why don't they also duchen by mincha? It's a good child. So, says Rameir, Mishum Shikris. Because 
People eat, people drink, and we don't want anybody getting up there when they're potentially a drop drunk. But today, there's no shikras. And therefore, what do you mean today? When there's a tainis, when there's a maimed, Yom Kippur, nobody's eating and drinking. So therefore, you should daven. You, you should duchen at mincha. But the, it's like the opinion of Rav Meir. Duchen at every davening. Because the only reason why you don't duchen at a davening is somebody might be a little intoxicated. On a day where you know that nobody's intoxicated, you're good to go. Keep duchen. If you deserve, you says no. Shachros and Mosav, they call Yom Shikras. Every day you, you duchen at Shachros and Mosav. We got it like Gazbra Bon. Starbonne said, keep, keep duchen. Minchon Ilah, when it comes to Minchon Ilah, they call Yom Shikras, where it's usual for people to be at least potentially intoxicated. Some people might be intoxicated. Gazbra Rabbonon, Rabbonon made a gzera that no matter what, we don't, da- we don't duchen ever. At Minchon Ilah. Beautiful mincha, which happens every day. So goes Rabban. Rabban says you don't do that mincha. But neila the lesa b'chol yuma. Therefore, there's no general concern of people being intoxicated by neila and like gazu by Rabbanon. Rabban did not make a gzera, and hence he held you should duchin at neila. Okay, now what is the halacha? We have a three-way machlekes. Okay, either you duchin, you, you duchin at all four. Or you duchen at the first two, or you duchen at one, two, four, right? At Shachris, Musuf, and the Eden. Those are the three opinions. What's the halacha? Amar, Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav. Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, halacha ke Rebbe Meir. The halacha is like Rebbe Meir that we would duchen at every davening. Rabbi Yechen Amar, Rabbi Yechenon says, Nagu ha'am ke Rebbe Meir. People follow Rebbe Meir, Barab Amar Minhag ke Rebbe Meir. So everybody's in agreement. Right now, that we should be duchening by every davening. Now, here's the problem. Look at how each one spoke. Rav Yudamarav says, Halacha kirebmeir. Rav Yechanan says, Nahagu ha'am kirebmeir. And Rabbah says, Minhag kirebmeir. Says the Gemara, the way that they said this is very important. You know why? Let's see this inside. The first statement that is halacha is like Rav Meir, Darshinan la bepirka, means you gotta go spread the word. This is the halacha. Go out and teach this publicly. The one who says minog kerevi Meir, that was the last opinion. Midrash lay darshinan uruye myrina. Meaning, you shouldn't make this a public Russia. However, you could do it. Meaning, it depends, you know, it depends on the circumstances. But generally, if somebody comes along and says, you know, do we duchen? We say, yeah, you should follow Rebbe Meir. All right? But here's the idea. It's so chosha. It's so important. There might, there might be times where it's not. Because once something is not a halacha and it's a minhag, so you need to start balancing things out. Let's read the next statement, and I want to focus on this, because it's so crucial for Yiddishkeit. Umanda Omar Nohagu, that people act like that, Uri we don't paskin like that. If you did it, it's fine. Okay? And says the Gemara to end off with its psak. The Gemara says, Halacha Taka is... Like Rabbi Yaisi, that we duchen 
at Shachris, Musuf, and Ne'ilah. Okay? Now let's pause for a moment. Let's pause for a moment. We're not totally done, but let's, uh, let's pause for a moment. And I want to stress why this is such an important machlaikas. I want to give you a basic story. Basic story. Rav Zevlef, Shlita. Okay? Rav now in Eretz Yisrael. Moshav Matisil. He tells over, he says there was a young woman who became religious from Texas and she was going home for Pesach. And she accepted upon herself Chol of Yisrael. And um, she was going home for Pesach and her family was completely not observant. But they were willing to have the kitchen kashered for Pesach. She was going to come over before Yom Tev, help them kasher, make everything kosher. And she wanted to be, you know, ensure that that uh, the dairy is also going to be Chol Yisrael, because she accepted Chol Yisrael. And if Zevlev tells her, nothing doing, don't you dare, it's actually wrong for you to keep Chol Yisrael while you're with your parents. It's wrong. Why? Because who are you to try to keep stringencies when it's annoying to the rest of your family? When it comes to halacha, where really everybody should be keeping halacha, okay, kosher the kitchen, make sure the food's kosher for Pesach. But for you to be strict and be machmir on somebody else's shoulders, when it's a pain in the neck for them, that's not a tyrannical way. And he says, I'll prove it to you. Listen to this. The Aran HaKadosh, that was in, right, Aran HaKadosh, that was in the Kadosh HaKadoshim. It represented Torah. It housed the Luchos. It was coated with gold inside and outside. Says that the Dasekenim Bali Taisvis, the middle was wood. Why was the middle wood? Because gold is very heavy. And Hashem didn't want to make the Aaron heavy for the Levium to carry. Ask the Dasekenim Bali Taisvis, the Levium didn't have to carry it anyway. We know the Aaron was no say as no We know the Aaron carried those that carried it. Right? So, granted, gold is heavier than wood. But they're not carrying it anyway. Says the, says the Bali Taisvis, the Torah is teaching us a lesson. The message is, if something is okay, according to halacha, anything more than that, you have to start using your shikol hadas, you have to start balancing out. Is it right in this moment to throw my added religiosity if it's going to be annoying or a nuisance for other people? It's very important to know. The way we dress, the way we carry ourselves. When somebody asks a shayla, somebody asks a question, who's asking the question? Where's the question coming from? Are they, is something just an accepted custom? Is it clear in halacha? It's crucial to know how to balance out a response. And therefore, says the Gemara, it's so important to look at the wording of how we're saying halacha Gerev Meir. If you say halacha is like Gerev Meir, okay, it's a halacha. If you say the halacha is, but if you say that the minog is like Rav Meir, all of a sudden, you need to start taking other things into account. Before you pass in a shayla, on an individual basis, you, it's, you, you have to ask questions. Because it's not so clear that it's automatically the right thing to do. That's the message of the Gemara. Let's go weiter. But Ibn, nowadays, my time of Parshi Kahani Yadai Mincha Tanisa, why do the Chamim do Mincha Dukhanin? Kiva de Besamach Lashkiyas Hacham Ava Parshi Ketfilas Neila Dami. 
since it's so late in the day, we do mincha close to sunset. It's similar to ne'ila, and therefore it's mutter to duchin. The kuliyama mias shikar asur b'nesias kafayim. Says the Gemara. Bottom line is, we just are taking on a premise that any kohen that drank um, alcohol is not allowed to duchin. Says the Gemara. Prove it. Menahanimili. Where'd you get that? What's the source? Where's that coming from? Why do we say the, the Parsha and the Torah of Duchening, the Kohanim giving the blessing? Why is it next to the Parsha of Nazir in the Torah? Lomar to teach you, man Nazir Asr Just like a Nazir is not allowed to drink wine, Afkayin Mavarech Asr So too, a Kohen that's going up to Duchen. Is not allowed to drink wine. Maskafla Avua de Rebzera, Rebzera's father asked a challenging question on this. He said, ben Zabda. Some people say it was Rebaishia Bar Zabda who asked the question. And what's his question? He says, one second. You're comparing the laws of a Nazir to the laws of a Kohen going up and, 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 and blessing, really? Iman Nazir Osir Bacharzun, let me tell you something. A Nazir, not only is he not allowed to drink wine, he also can't eat grapes. Are you going to tell me? Af Kayin Mavarech Asr Becharzon? Are you going to tell me that a, a Kayin who's going up to Duchin cannot have eaten grapes? Is that true? Never heard of such a thing. If you're comparing the halachas of a Nazir, go all the way. To which the Gemara responds, Omar of Yitzchak, Yitzchak says, No. No challenge. Not a correct question. You know, it's a correct question. But that question could be answered. Because Omar Kra, it says in the Pasuk, Lishar Sai. The Kahanim worked in the base Hamikdash, Lisharsai to serve the Rabbi Shlaylam, Ulevarech Bishmai, and to give the Bracha to Klal Yisrael with his name. What does that mean? Just like a person who works in the base Hamikdash is allowed to eat grapes. All it says is that he's not allowed to drink Yayim Mishachar. He's not allowed to have anything intoxicating. But grapes he's clearly allowed to eat. And the Kayin who is giving the bracha is also allowed to eat grapes. So what's the response? We said like this. What was the question? Uh, if a Nazir can't eat grapes, you shouldn't allow the Kayin to eat grapes. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, no, I'll tell you why. Because there's another connection which connects the Kohen's bracha to the Abod of the Beis HaMikdash. And the same way in the Beis HaMikdash they were allowed to eat grapes, so too a Kayin's allowed to eat grapes. Says the Gemara, one second, if you're comparing the laws of a Kayan Duchening to the laws of a Kayan in the Beis HaMikdash, top of tomorrow's daf, we'll get to the two dots over here. Imam is Shares Balmum Lai. A Kohen who has a mum can't work in the Beis HaMikdash. You're going to tell me that a Kohen with a blemish is not allowed to give a bracha? That's not true. Says the Gemara, Ha'eskashir the Nazir. Okay, we'll compare him to a Nazir. Nazir with a blemish could be a Nazir. Ha'eskashir the Nazir. Says the Gemara, one second. So now I'm confused. You're picking and choosing. In some ways, you're comparing the Kohen giving the Duchen, giving the Bracha to a Nazir. In other ways, you're comparing it to a Kohen in the base on Mikdash. You're just confusing me. How do you know to always make the connection in a way where it's lenient on the Kohen giving the Bracha? Maybe we should connect him to the Nazir or to the ba- work in the base on Mikdash in a way that it's strict on the Kohen giving the Bracha, to which the Gemara gives the final answer, which is. The Kohen that goes up in Duchens, his laws are not really learned out from these psukim. Rather, we know the halachos, 
of a Kohen that Duchens from the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan decide what his halachas is, what his halachas are. Once the Rabbanan establishes halacha, we went and found psukim hinting to that halacha. And therefore, ulakula. Every time you have a dinder Rabbanan, a rabbinic decree, what's the law? You use it lakula. You use it in a way of leniency. And therefore, this, this kohanim bracha, any halacha which we find in the Beis HaMikdash was going to be lenient on him, we'll choose that halacha. And any halacha of a nazir that's going to be lenient for the Kayin Duchening, we'll choose that halacha as well. We'll hold it here for today. And Be'ezas Hashem, we will pick up tomorrow evening, hopefully from Yerushalayim, on Daf with Daf Chav Zayin, Amud Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Because it's a dinder abonan. It's a dinder abonan. So every time you you have a uh, you have a, a suffix, which way to view it, you're going to choose the you're going to choose the lenient approach. Because yeah, because it's a because it's a rabbinic decree, right? Suffix darayses lechomro, suffix darabonan lekul. Okay, so that's why that's why we're allowed to pick and choose which which connection to make. If if we're, if connecting it to the base of Mikdash will be lenient on him, we'll choose that. And if connecting to another will be lenient on him, we'll choose that as well. Okay. All, right. All right, I'll get the knock. Take care.